Welcome to We Don't Owe You Shit with me, Kayla Golden. What are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about sex. You want to know why I'm frustrated? Let's talk about it. I'm frustrated because um, people love to acknowledge that I've had two kids, but suddenly want to start blushing and feeling like I'm being inappropriate when I talk about sex. But my thing is, like, how do you think those kids got here? I promise you it wasn't immaculate conception. I was out here fucking. Um, as a trans person, uh, talking about sex openly, it's a double-edged sword. Here's why. Um, people already see trans people as these sexual deviants, right? They see gay people the same way. Um, for me, I get it a double whammy because I'm gay and trans, um, they also see us as predatory. You hear it every time you we have the conversation about bathrooms. Oh, I don't want a man in the in the bathroom with my daughters and my wife, and I don't want to. You know, they always talk about trans women as if trans men don't exist. But whatever, um, transness and um, people assuming that our transition is based off of attraction and sex makes it very difficult to be able to openly talk about sex. Um, On top of that, me being a trans man, I am held to the bullshit standards that, or rules, not standards. uh, Standards might be the wrong word. The, The bullshit rules that society holds cisgender women to, which is crazy, right? Um, for numerous reasons. One, I don't feel like there should be any rules surrounding anybody and what they do with their body as long as they're not harming anyone else. Um, but also, it's offensive. It's offensive as fuck because I'm a man, albeit a transgender man. Um, but because of what people assume my body parts to be, um, they automatically lump me in with cisgender women and the values that cisgender women are are expected to have to be seen as um, palatable, viable, uh, attainable, desirable. Choose, choose any one of those words. Um, and it's not just by cisgender people. I'll never forget a few years ago Um, I was told by a transgender woman that I shouldn't be having sex with multiple people because I need to, quote unquote, protect my cavity of life. And she was serious. She was dead ass serious. Protect my cavity of life. That actually happened. I'm going to just let you sit with that for a second. So there's this idea, right, that most trans men uh, don't have bottom surgery. 
Um, whether or not that's true or not, I wouldn't know. I don't make a habit of walking around asking trans men about what surgeries they've had because it's none of my business, right? Um, but for those of us who are pre-op, meaning that we have opted not to um, partake in uh, bottom surgery, so we have our original plumbing, um, <clears throat> we're expected to be <laughs> creators of life just like cisgender women are. And granted, I have had two kids. Um, one, my kids weren't planned. And two, um, most trans people, trans men, have no desire to carry their own children. So what cavity exactly are they protecting? And who said that having sex with multiple partners meant that you were somehow not protecting that cavity of life? It's just a weird concept all around for me. And that's just, you know, my opinion. Um, so for those of you ho who are just getting to know me or maybe you don't follow me on social media or maybe you just started so uh, following me on social media, I am very pro-ho. Um, I can be a bit of a hoe myself. When I'm single, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a hoe. Um, when I'm in a relationship, I'm a hoe for my partner. Either way, I'm pro-hoe. And being openly um, pro-hoe, um, I'm subjected to negativity no matter how much I talk about safe sex and HIV prevention. Um it's crazy because I've spent a lot of years working in um, sexual health for the LGBT community, providing HIV tests, getting people on PrEP, handing out condoms, etc., etc., etc. But because I'm pro-ho, um, people automatically people automatically link me to being nasty or dirty. And so therefore, they link me to having some form of an STD or being HIV positive. Now, that being said, having an STD or um, being HIV positive does not mean that you're nasty. It doesn't mean that you're a hoe. Matter of fact, most of the people that I know that have an STD or are HIV positive are people who got it from a monogamous relationship or a relationship that they thought was monogamous from their partner. Um, that's, the, that's my experience. Um, that being said, we forget that people can be born with STDs and HIV as well. We forget that people can contract HIV from intravenous um, drug use. Um, we, per, we forget that um, we need to get rid of the stigmas surrounding uh, HIV and STDs. Um, that being said, and I'm not saying this for accolades. I don't want a cookie. I don't want anything like that. I've literally never had an STD in my life. Yes, I just knocked on wood. Um, but story time. Uh, I recently was talking to this guy and I met this guy's girl best friend. And, you know, as soon as I met her, I knew she didn't like me. And she, it's not that she didn't like me as a person. She didn't like me because her best friend liked me. And I could tell that she likes her best friend. Long story. That is completely besides the point. 
this best friend decides to hit up her, the guy I'm talking to, and tell me that, or I'm sorry, tell him to be careful because I probably have an STD. I just met this girl. I had just met this girl. How would she know whether or not I might have an STD or not? So when he relayed the message to me, I was like, okay, well, ask her, where's her proof? Like, how does she know? Um, And of course, she heard through the grapevine that I had an STD. Now, the only way somebody would know whether or not I have an STD is is if I was having sex with them, right? Um, But I've never had an STD. So people are just assuming that because I'm pro-ho and because I feel in sex, I feel like sexual liberation is everybody's right and I'll have sex whenever I want to with whomever I want to, that I automatically have an STD. That is absolutely crazy. And I really want, if you're one of those people that feel that way, if, you, if you're one of those people that feel like somehow somebody having a lot of sex with the multiple people or whatever somehow lesser, lessens their value or means that they automatically must have some sort of venereal disease or um, virus or something to that effect, I want you to sit down and process why you feel that way. Because what? That is um, absolutely nuts. It's absolutely crazy. Um, Now, I want to talk about being trans, being pro-ho, and being a public figure slash advocate. Um, I've noticed that in these spaces especially if you're not of the aesthetic that people think you should be. In other words, if you're not traditionally attractive, if your body isn't a certain type of way, um, if you don't ooze sex, um, you can either be trans and be respected or enjoy sex and not be respected. But you can't have both and be respected. I can't even begin to express how many followers I've lost, how many people I've um, been contacted by um, stating that my content was somehow inappropriate whenever I reference sex um, because I also share my kids on my platform. And again, as I stated in the beginning, um, how do you think that my kids got here in the first place? As a consenting, grown-ass adult, I should be able to talk about how many dicks I've sucked, how many, how many vaginas I've come across, how, many, what, how, how I got my head put through a wall last night, and be proud of that because it was a moment of joy for me. And that shouldn't, that shouldn't cast a shadow over the fact that I'm also an educator, that I'm also an advocate for the community, that I also care about making sure that I bring visibility to black, gay, transmasculine, or black transmasculine people, or just transmasculine people, or seahorse dads. It doesn't negate the research that I've done because I decided to fuck last night, or this morning, or right before I did this podcast. I did none of that, but that's not the point. 
Um, I should be able to talk about pleasuring myself. I should be able to talk about sex toys that are amazing. I should be able to wear clothes that I deem appropriate because, again, I'm grown. I should be able to attend sex parties or have an OnlyFans or have a freak Twitter, be on Jacked and Grinder and Tinder and all of those things without any form of judgment. And I should still be able to be respected because beyond me being an educator, I'm still a human being with needs, wants, and desires just like everybody else. You know? So it's just kind of crazy um, how people correlate uh, palatability with sexuality, right? And I don't mean sexuality as far as sexual presence. Uh, preference, I mean sexuality as far as how overtly sexual you are. You should be able to be respected and sexual. We all have, well, for the most part, um, the majority of us have sex. Sex is everywhere. Why can't we talk about it and be respected and uh, land certain jobs and represent certain brands and, and, and. Anyway, moving on. Um, Let's talk about being a fetish because that also goes hand in hand with being overtly um, pro-ho, with embracing your sexual side. Um, As a trans person, people automatically assume that because you're pro-ho, excuse me, or because you talk openly about having sex, that you are on the table to be fetishized, um, that you are open to them trying you, for them to um, satisfy whatever fetish they feel because they've been watching trans man porn or trans porn or whatever. Um There's a couple of sides to that that we don't talk about as trans people. There is a side where maybe I don't want to be fetishized. Maybe, um, and by certain people. Uh, But then there's that other side of me that enjoys that fetishizing part. That enjoys um, that there are people that approach me and want me to be their first experience with the trans man. That they saw me and thought, damn, I know sex with him is going to be good. Because it is. Um, There's a part of me that enjoys that. That enjoys taking their trans man virginity. Is that a fetish of my own? Maybe. Um, But I just know that when we talk about fetishization in the in the trans community and transness, um, it's a very slippery slope because we all have our different ideas of what it feels like to be fetishized. Like I think when when we're talking about fetishizing um, someone sexually, um, it's more about boundaries than there being one broad definition of what fetishizing looks like. Because again, there are moments with certain people that I'll be like, you know what? I can definitely pop your cherry. I don't mind, right? And then there are certain moments where certain people or certain 
spaces in my life when I'm like, hey, I'm not even interested in having sex right now. I don't want to be sexualized and that should be okay. The problem comes in when people are constantly um, berating you and, and hitting you up as though you should be available for them whenever they get that itch or whenever they decide that, oh, now they're ready or they want to solicit you um, for your services that nine times out of 10, they're not even paying for. The other side of what comes with being fetishized as a trans man, and I can't speak for trans women and I never will try to, um, is um, people assuming my genitals and assuming my position. Now, for me... um, I'm very open about the fact that I do not have a cisgender penis. I'm very open about my sexual position. I am a bottom. I enjoy being a bottom. Um, And for those who don't know, I'm going to give a quick little run through. So sexual position, when we're talking about sexual position, especially when it comes to um, being a gay man, uh, you have a top um, who is somebody who um, does the bending Right. You have verse and that's somebody who does the bending, but also doesn't mind being bent. You have bottoms who are the primary bender overs. Make sense. The receivers. You got the pitchers and you got the receivers. You got the people that can pitch and receive. You got the people. There's 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 other positions. But for time purposes, we're just going to leave it there. I am a bottom. Um, but there is also a lot of assuming about the ways that I like to have sex. Um, For me, um, I'm very open with my sexuality and the ways that I'm willing to explore my sexuality. Um, However, as a gay man who really has only um, had sex with, has mainly had sex with other cisgender gay men, not bi men, not straight men. Don't ever get it twisted. Um... Those cisgender gay men hyper-focus on what I like to refer to as my front hole or pussy or vagina or whatever word that you would like to use, Um, which is interesting because as a gay man, uh, as a gay man, you would think that they would go for the back door. They would go for anal. No, no, no. These gay men are not interested, for the most part, in anal with a trans man. Yes, this is facts. Um, What makes it even more interesting is that probably because of my aesthetic, um, I tend to attract more cisgender men who are bottoms, especially when it comes to them having sex with other cisgender men. However, when they approach me, they aren't interested in being bottoms in the traditional sense. Like they do like their salads tossed and they like to be treated like a bottom. But when it comes to sex, they want to top and they're not interested for the most part in topping anally. They want vagina. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, so are they really gay? Okay, let me help you out here. If you saw me and a straight man walking down the street holding hands, would you believe that that man was straight? If you are a straight man watching this, um, if I walked up to you and you found me physically attractive, um, would you start to question your sexuality? 
probably. I would hope so. <laughs> um, if you start to question your sexuality, I said, oh, no, 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 no. But I have a vagina. And you still found yourself sexually attracted to me, to me. Would you be like, oh, it's okay, I'm straight, even though I look like this? Doubt it. I don't know any straight men who would be interested in this, regardless of what's going on between my legs. Um, the feedback that I've gotten, back, gotten from cisgender gay men um, who, have, um, who I've had sex with um, is that it's like having sex with a man except for with more options and, one that's, and, and a hole that's more inviting. Their words, not mine. They say it's like a warm hug. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a messenger here. Um, I've never, ever, ever had sex with a cisgender man and he f- walk away feeling like he had sex with a woman. Now, I have had experiences where because of the orifice that they were sticking their uh, penis in, into, um, it did make them wonder, like, does that make me any less gay? Um, and I feel like that really comes with the stigma and the idea that being gay, being a gay man means that you must like dick and ass, and being a lesbian means that you must like vagina, right? And breast, for example. Whereas... The, the whole premise of sexuality is a man, like a, gay, a gay, gay man would be a man attracted to another man. How they have sex is irrelevant. What hole is being used or not being used is irrelevant. It's a man dating a man. I'm a man. If a man is dating me, he's not straight. Sam goes for women who date trans women, right? Lesbians who date trans women. If you are dating, if you are a woman dating a woman, it doesn't matter how you have sex because let's think of it this way. Um, besides the fact that the penis is a, maybe attached to this trans woman, um, lesbian women strap on penises all the time. Does that make their sex suddenly heterosexual because there's now a penis involved, albeit um, synthetic? No. It's still a woman having sex with a woman. And that's the same exact thing as a trans man and a cisgender man or a trans woman and a cisgender woman or whatever. The problem lies in the fact that when you hear somebody's trans, like me sitting here talking to you about me being trans and having sex, you're probably thinking about my genitals. You're probably thinking about the fact that I have a vagina between my legs. And it's probably so confusing to you that a gay man would see himself as gay. But if I didn't tell you that there was a vagina between my legs, if I didn't tell you how I go about having sex, if I didn't tell you whether or not I had bottom surgery, um, you wouldn't think twice about it. That means that you're probably dwindling trans people down to our genitals when it comes to how you see trans people and our sexuality. That's one of the reasons why I'm so open about my sexual experiences. Um, I have two kids. We know this, right? Um, both of both of my kids, both of my daughters have different other dads, right? 
both of their other dads are only gay. They're, they're not out here dating women all of a sudden because they um, dated me. They're not out here suddenly calling themselves bisexual or pansexual or sexually fluid. They are gay men who date men. And they dated me and I am a man. I'm just a man with a puss. Get it? Got it? Good. Um, as far as my experiences with uh, cisgender uh, gay men... As a, as a gay trans man, um, I've noticed that, like I said, even though most of the men that um, I find myself talking to or find themselves attracted to me are bottoms, um, they don't want me to top them. Which is very invalidating. Um... Usually, though, I don't mind simply because I'm a bottom myself, <laughs> but um, it is still invalidating as a transgender man who might, when we're having sex, I want to please you. Um, you won't allow me to top you because you like, quote unquote, the real thing. But when you're by yourself, you're probably sitting on a dildo. That's suction to a wall. I know, I be seeing y'all OnlyFans and, and Freak Twitters. Like, stop playing with me. My thing is, if for anyone who is dating a transgender man, um, the way in which you have sex shouldn't change. Um, if you're a bottom, you should still be a bottom. If you decide you want to try some new shit and be verse, cool. But that trans man should still be able to top you. That trans man should still be able to top you, baby. There's no reason why he shouldn't. Um, if you're a straight woman, um, you're not suddenly a lesbian <laughs> because you're dating a trans man. I had somebody uh, make a comment on one of my posts, um, one of my transgender time posts, where I was talking about how if you don't want to date a trans person simply because they're trans, that's rooted in transphobia. Um, and they said something along the lines of, well, when you date a trans person, you automatically become a part of the LGBTQIA plus community. False. If you are heterosexual, if you're a heterosexual woman and you start dating a trans man, you're not suddenly queer. You're still a heterosexual woman because you are a woman dating a man. I think it's, I think it's absolutely obscene. And absurd that oftentimes us gay and trans people are accused of being so sexual and and sexual deviants and all we care about is sex and being predatory. But we don't talk enough about how cisgender heterosexual people root everything, surround everything with sex. They don't want their kids to know about gay people because they feel like they're not old enough to know about sex. But why does explaining that sometimes men are attracted to other men have to automatically go to sex? When I told my daughter on, on live and, and made it into a video that I have a vagina that I'm trans, everybody started saying how she was too young for that. Too young for what? To know that I'm trans and that I have a vagina? Y'all act like I was talking about having sex in front of her. Y'all act like I was having sex in front of her. I didn't say anything sexual to my child. 
But everything that has to do with being gay and being trans to y'all is rooted in sex. We can't teach about LGBTQIA plus history in school because our kids aren't ready to have those conversations. What conversations? LGBTQIA plus history is saying, oh, you know, this gay man invented this. This trans person invented this. This gay man uh, or gay woman contributed to society in this historical way. Why does that your brain automatically go to sex? Why is it that if you see a little boy and a little girl on a cartoon kiss, that's innocent. But if it's two boys, we're grooming children. It's y'all who are obsessed with sex, not us. I'm just being honest. If the shoe fits, wear it. Um, I could have a bunch of story times about my sexual adventures. Um, but I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to tell you one story. And the only reason why I'm telling you this story is because um, it goes along with the idea of questioning your sexuality after having sex with a trans man. Um, so this was many, many moons ago, back when I was living in Philadelphia. And I was on Jacked, which is, I like to refer to as GPS for dick. Um, and I was feeling randy. Uh, and I was in conversation with this one guy. Uh, he ends up coming over. We hang out for a little bit and we head to the bedroom. Um, sexual things start happening. There's sucking and fucking and licking and all types of stuff happening. And I flipped his ass over and ate his ass like no tomorrow. To which you could hear the confusion in his voice. But there was no doubt in his mind or in my mind or in his penis's mind that he was thoroughly aroused. Right? Uh, we proceeded to have intercourse to which he lasted all of maybe a minute. And he was light-skinned, so you could see him blushing and all that good stuff. And he had this genuine look of concern on his face <laughs> after we finished. Um, and, you know, we parted ways. And it was like, I, and I'm not even kidding, like a year or two later that I heard from him again. And he was trying to link up again. And I was like... Uh, you really just disappeared after the last time. He proceeded to let me know that the reason why he disappeared after the, the, the time that we did have sex is because it made him start questioning his sexuality. He wasn't expecting to like it that much. And that was his first time ever um, even being that close to a vagina. And it really fucked his head up. Um, which, okay. I don't ever invalidate anybody's feelings. I feel like everybody's feelings are valid and everything like that. But imagine being on the receiving end of that as a transgender man. Um, I'm a man, and because we had sex, I fucked your head up so much that you were questioning your sexuality. And you had to disappear for a year or two. Just for you to spin the block, because, again, my shit is amazing. And you expect me to what? be your every now and then 
trans fantasy? Absolutely not. He got blocked. Um, I say all that to say, if you can't fully respect trans people for who we say we are, despite our body parts, um, then you have no business having sex with us. I'm going to say it again. If you can't respect me as a trans man, and suddenly you start questioning whether or not you like women or whatever the case may be because of what's between my legs, then you have no business having sex with me. Also, we are not um, cars or free samples in the mall. We're not something you take for a test drive to see if you like and then put it back or and or dispose of us um, as you see fit. And then maybe you'll take another spin around the block and test see if you want to test drive it again. Absolutely not. We as trans people are human beings. We're not items to be used um, at your discretion. Um have some respect, have some decorum. How would you like it if somebody treated you that way? I don't think you would. And people are probably listening to this saying, well, you got to understand. No, I don't. If you haven't unlearned um, your implicit biases surrounding trans people and our bodies, then you have no business having sex with us. Okay? All right. I'm so sorry for this delayed um, posts. I know it's been a while. Life has been crazy for me. Um, leave me a comment. Send me some feedback. All right. Have the day you deserve.